0: Welcome to the live studio. Um, if you're new here, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're not new here, welcome back. So happy to have you here. Um, welcome to the, another episode of the live studio. I'm your host, Daniela Rolone. Um, here with another very exciting guest. But before we jump right in, just a little reminder, as always, you might get tired of it, but it is what it is. Um, I just want to remind you that we're on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook, if you're going to look us up. It's at the live studio pod. so Make sure to click that follow button and stay, you know, tuned to whatever content we post. Um, We want to make sure that we create this, you know, very awesome community and we can connect with our audience. That's the whole point. Um, If you have any feedback, any suggestions, let me know, guys. Like if you have any suggestions on topics you like to listen to on the podcast or any people you'd like me to bring in, let me know. What you want to, what you want to hear and I will I will grant that wish for you guys. I will do it. So I'm always yeah, you're welcome to share whatever you guys want. And even if you have like any concerns, personal concerns or prayers, we're here to pray for you. We're here to encourage you. so just just let us know, feel free to let us know. So with that said, let's jump into today's episode so today. A very special guest, a friend of mine we met in um, freshman year. Uh, yeah, we had a class together. It was actually an audio class, which is really cool. Um, and I've gotten to know him a little bit and not gonna lie. He's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) He's a pretty cool dude. Um, and I'm very excited to have him on today's show. So please, everyone. Welcome Daniel Schreiner to the live studio.
1: Hello. This is so crazy for me right now. Like, I've never, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been in this this position. Right, I've yeah, always been yeah. in your position.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I've had a lot of people who had their own things and they're like, this is so weird because you're making me talk about me. Usually uh-huh. I make the other person talk about themselves. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is a chance for you to just say whatever yeah, you is want. This
1: is definitely a first for me. So thank you so much, Danielle, for absolutely, inviting absolutely. me to be a it's, part of this.
0: It's a pleasure. Thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you. So, we're just going to jump right in as always. Many of you might not know who Daniel Schreiner is. So, I'm going to give him the opportunity to share a little bit a little bit about himself. So, let's dive right in into your life story. I okay.
1: Think. All right, how's it going everybody? My name is Daniel Schreiner. Um, so a little bit about my story, my background, where I'm from. I'm from 757. If you don't know what that is, it's an area code in Virginia. It's By Virginia Beach, Newport News specifically. That's where I'm from, and that's my upbringing. And there is like, there is a sense of it's kind of a thing, you know. Seven Five Seven is kind of a thing. Okay. Uh, Pharrell Williams is from there. Missy Elliott. There's a a couple other celebrities. You know, like it's kind of a a unique area. It's not all that. It's not like a crazy big city or something. But it's definitely an area that I think is cool to say that I'm from. Okay. So and it's something you know I love Pharrell so. Yeah. So 757, that's, uh, that's the area I was, um, born. My family is, we're Christian and that was the worldview that, you know, I kind of just took for granted for most of my life. Um, it wasn't something that was that big of a deal to me. It was kind of just my, my experience was all I knew, you know, at when growing up, you're not really aware of other people's like point of view or anything. So, You know, I, this was all I knew and it wasn't that big of a deal to me. So like I can remember as a kid, um, you know, I would fake stomach aches to, to avoid going from to church, you know, like I, I really like that just is meant to show like this was, it just what, it just was what it was going to church, um, praying stuff like that was not, uh, it was just like. This is something we do, and it was just a culture thing. That honestly, at at that young age, to be perfectly honest, was something that I was, you know, it was something that I actually got kind of annoyed at at times. Like, mm. why are we doing this? This is, oh, uh, can we just eat our food right now? Right, you know, right. stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah, I think as a kid, something that is really formative to who I am was I had a lot of freedom to be who I am I wasn't really in a position or a place where there was a lot of bullying I wasn't really in a place where I had to worry about what other people thought of me okay. and I had a lot of freedom to just express and create and to think and that is one of the biggest factors I would say that goes into who I am and the, the way that I am honestly because I've never really conformed because of pressure Peer pressure, like, oh, they don't think that's cool. I, I'm not gonna do that. Of course, there's times. Mm-hmm. There's especially in middle school, like, that was that was huge. But in you know elementary school, I was you know doing anything outside the box. I would you know paint my trains, take apart my Nerf guns, whatever it was, and and at, you know whatever way I could at the time, um, I would try and you know just explore something about me that. Just always was there was the desire to create the desire that I just had ideas I would just think of things in a in a way that was like ask questions like why is why why is this thing that way I remember there was a bridge that um, like over water and I noticed how the sun fall like the reflection of the sun followed into my eyes as we moved along the bridge Uh as a kid. And I'm just like, why Why does light work that way? Like, it, it was just stuff like that. I always ask questions like that.
0: So cool though.
1: <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah, I think that speaks more so to the level at which I think about things. I tend to, you know, I can be a, a, a deep thinker, but I've always had ideas that I wanted to bring into real life. And at the start, it was movies. I always had, you know, ideas from movies. And as a kid, I was making a lot of videos with my friends. Okay. Got to give out a shout out to my guy, Bob Meisner. Me and him have been rocking since, like, since I can remember, honestly. He's a lifelong friend and he's here at Liberty now. Cool. So I just want to give a shout out to this guy because, you know, he's been here my whole life. And as a kid, me and him would make a lot of movies um whether it was it was like swamp monster and just silly yeah, you stuff just
0: get creative with it that's so cool
1: and it was just always a, a thing uh we had you know at our school we did this thing called dbb news it was daniel bob and bradley news wow. and we would just like go around school interviewing people as kids it's like it's not that serious you know like yeah, who do cool. yeah. these kids think they are kind of thing <laughs> but uh it was a good it was a good time and it was just like there was always a sense of wanting to do something and not just you know like so yeah and I remember there would be times at dinner we would like dinner with my family I would just be not talking to anybody just in my own world kind of thinking of the next movie that I wanted to make or something like that you know I had I just that's just how I was Mm mm-hmm so I feel like I spoke about that really extensively. This is like just for you, but like hey, that's probably hey, like spy. that's probably good on on that front. But yeah, um, then moving forward growing up, things shifted in in a lot of different ways In a lot of different ways. I actually I wanted to be a movie director pretty until pretty late, I'd say around middle school. That was still my dream. And because okay. that's a you know, creative industry to get into, my parents always encouraged me to follow my dreams, to chase after it and to make this happen. And even though that seems like something crazy that it's going to be hard to make happen, that didn't discourage them for a moment. They ne- they never were like, they never said to me like, you know, you might want to figure out something more reliable. Of course, other right, people right, did. Right. I had other people tell me that but my parents never did. My parents were the ones who encouraged me. They believed in me. They That's always good. did. They, they said it was possible. And that was a voice I listened to. Yeah. So when other people told me, you know, directors don't make a lot of money, I didn't listen to them. Good. And that was more so just the heart that I had mm-hmm. that I still have. <laughs> good, good. And, um, yeah, just to do what seems impossible Mm-hmm. to not let something to not let an idea or a dream to not pursue an idea or a dream because of logistics right like that's that's not part of my dna so yeah. and i owe that you know to my upbringing and obviously i think god worked all of that out to happen because ultimately he's the one who oversaw and orchestrated my whole life mm-hmm. so thank god for that um so, yeah, then um, into middle school is when things started. Life changes, obviously. Things There's certain things that you kind of now have to deal with that you may never have dealt with before. Mm-hmm. Middle school, stuff gets harder. Yeah. Life gets harder. There's all sorts of different things that gets more serious that you kind of have to worry about. Um, you don't have to worry about, but you tend to worry about. That's, mm-hmm. that's a better way to put it. But yeah. um, as those things got harder I started to see the importance of the faith that I had taken for granted my whole life Mm. and keep in mind because I had taken this for granted it's not something that's integral to me it's just like yeah you know it's whatever yeah it's not whatever it's actually in reality (laughs) this faith is not whatever Mm -hmm. but to me it was Mm. and I started to see my other friend his name's Caleb Rooney. He also goes here now. So shout out to awesome. Bob and Caleb. So cool. My actual, just like they've been here the whole way. They they know me well. That was good. They've seen they've seen a lot of different sides of me. Um, yeah, I saw Caleb, and he was a kid my age. He he moved to Seven Five Seven around 2016. Okay. He was a kid my age who actually had a walk with God. And I didn't know that's what it was at the time, but I saw that he lived his life differently. And I saw he was a different kind of person. I saw that his, I wouldn't have said it this way back then, but I saw that he had a different kind of heart mm. than most people. And it stuck out to me. And it was something that I wanted. I wanted to be like that. I wanted to have what he had. I wanted to have that light that he had in this dark world. Yeah. Because during middle school, there was a lot of darkness weeks of darkness with i felt like i didn't have hope even though i knew you know about this gospel and and in a sense there always was jesus that even even when i wasn't walking with him there was he was the only light that i ever experienced in darkness mm. and that's stayed true but even even at a time when I wasn't walking with him, times when I was just deeply depressed as a, you know, middle school, like my parents would pray for me, pray with me. And the, the relief and, and the, I do not say escape, the relief that that brought, the peace that that brought in spite of this thing that felt inescapable, that was there. And then as soon as you get out of that depression and when you feel like you don't need him, you, you, I, I just forgot it about everything it's like yeah that's so that's such a prideful heart but that's how it was in all honesty um so yeah i saw caleb and and him and his brother peter and some other uh you know upperclassmen at the private school in our area they started to do bible studies and these are people i look up to you know these are people that i'm trying to be like them they're they're cool they're uh yeah they, they keep have be the, accountable yes yeah. exactly that, like they're the seniors, you know what I mean? So oh, okay, yeah. Um, I was inspired by how, oh, wait, they, they're not doing this for, like, they're actually doing this. Like, they're not just faking it. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait. When we're talking and we're having this Bible study, they're, like, living this out. Mm. And they're giving examples from their life. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what? Like that's not that's I, I didn't know that there were people my age who actually cared about this stuff.
0: Mm. Were they like the first people you saw do that? Like your age? Yes. Oh, okay.
1: Definitely. I think you know, there was uh we went to several different churches growing up. Um and I don't remember seeing too much love. Wow. In in those churches. Um okay. or in the, you know, just members or anybody right. anything yeah there. and I, I saw it in these guys okay because they actually knew God and thank God for thank God that they had him you know what I mean like I don't know their stories on how they got to that point at that age but I thank God that they were there because yeah. of how how big of an impact that got on that had on me mm-hmm. so at that point you know I started to take things more seriously and um And it was a lot in my own strength. There wasn't a a real dedication in my life to him. It was like, okay, yeah, I know I should be. Like, I know I should be. At this point, it's not like, yeah, nobody really cares about that Hmm. Christianity thing. At this point, it's like, I know I should. I know I should be doing better, but I'm not. That's that's more the shift. That was the shift in middle school. Yeah. And things stayed about, you know, like that. Also, side you know, side note around this time, I also got more into music. Things shifted yeah. from uh, wanting to go to into film. Then I, you know, got this. It was on YouTube, actually. You know, I'll tell this story. I'll tell this story go for in it, here. Go for it. Thanks for man. This is crazy. I get to like share this with yeah, people. Yeah, go but, for it. Um, I'm sure you guys will remember this. <laughs> in 2016, when Logan and Jake Paul had those diss tracks, oh, do you know what I'm talking about? I think I do. Like, I, I was, like, I watched Logan Paul, and basically he did this video, like, a, it it was the first time I had ever seen pretty much anything related to music. Okay. At that point, I think I was kind of getting into it. Around 2015, my, Bob was, like, my friend Bob, he was, like, yo, I just got Spotify. I was, like, what's that? And then I got it, too. <laughs> and then that was when I started getting uh, to music. Like, okay. oh, wait, people actually do listen to this. Because before that, I just played demos on iTunes like the iTunes store, like I would yeah, just listen yeah. to previews. That was that. was wow. all I did. Huh. Um, yeah, so then, you know, I got Spotify and I saw Logan Paul made this video called like uh, making a song in one day. Okay. And I didn't know, like, is that a challenge? I guess that's hard. I guess most songs aren't made in a day. I know nothing about how music is made. I don't know right. nothing like about this whole process. Like I, I saw a clip of uh, this artist talking about how it took her three months to make this one song. I was like, Oh wow, like what does it take? Why I guess it is a challenge to make a song yeah. in one day. And I watched it and I kinda saw the studio and I saw him record and I was like, I don't know, there's something that just gravitated towards that. Something yeah. I was just like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I just want to do that. And um, so the that inspired me, like, I w I wanna make music. Let's try. So I got my friends together and you know, it was it was diss tracks at that point. Everybody was doing diss tracks uh, well, on each other. Yeah. But I was like, yo, what if we did a diss track on Satan? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was, it was like, we were at like this camp out thing. And I had the idea. and I was like, nobody's thought of this. There's no way. Like, this has to be like an original idea. A Satan diss track. We're going to do it. We're going to be the first. We're going to blow up. <laughs> and all I, I came from making movies and editing yeah. videos. So, the first song I made was that Satan diss track and I edited that song in hit film. It's a, it's a free editing software for right. videos. Yeah. You know about it?
0: I think I do. I've, I've heard of it. I've yeah. heard of a few, but uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I've made the song in there and I literally like adjusted the volume for pretty much every word. So it was like, that was all I really could do. I was like, I released it on Christmas. It was crazy. Wow. And, um, I really liked that process. It took a long time, actually. It probably took a couple months to, like, we recorded the audio for people's verses on an actual, like, DSLR camera.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Wow.
1: That's... (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's so funny to see how my background in, like, video and making movies and all that kind of stuff, the transition point where, like, the only way I know how to record audio is on a camera and drop it into HitFilm. So that was, that was how we did that. Um, and then I felt like a genuine spiritual attack on, on, on the day that I released that. And, um, there was this just deep spiritual attack. It was just this sinking feeling that I did not know what to do with. Something felt like I was, you know, just trying to hold me back. Mm -hmm. Just this feeling of oppression, spiritual oppression. And, um, I fought through it and, you know, it was not the, it was not a good song. I would be immensely embarrassed if anybody ever heard it. I don't think there's, I don't even think I have it. So I think it's impossible, okay. All right. but, um, I think the significance of doing that as a kid was really big. Um, mm. and like, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that was the first time you know I made a, a song with my friends and I loved it and then I started watching YouTube videos on how to do this I went to get more into it and I came across this youtuber called sharp and or Sharpie I can't remember and uh he you know he introduced me to this thing called FL Studio mm. and I watched so many videos I was like obsessed with this I watched him make beats I was like. This It was, like, just so captivating. Then for the next Christmas, actually, no, it was the same Christmas that I released the song because at that point I was, like, building everything up. And Mm -hmm. I was, like, so before that release of the song, I was, like, watching his videos and, like, getting into FL Studio. Then I actually got it in
0: 2017.
1: Okay. And the next days were some of the best days ever because finally I had the tool to create music i in could in right way yeah yeah like i was making beats and i had watched enough videos on fl that when i got it i was pretty well versed like i i knew how to do it like right so i was i kind of like got straight to it i think my first beat that i ever made was pretty all right i have it okay um and obviously i've come a long way from then but and you learn from inspiration and imitation in some ways but i uh yeah i i locked in for the next couple of days until um my birthday on New Year's Eve like that whole week from Christmas to my birthday all I did was FL Studio make beats wow. see what I can do and I just got obsessed and that has carried with me pretty much I've used FL Studio like every day almost I would <laughs> wow. say like not every day but I mean every most started, days yeah. 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 yeah it's like it's my thing So that was how I got into music. And then obviously now that I have this tool, I can do what I felt like I can do whatever. I can like, I can't explain how freeing that feels. Like, oh, you want to sing? You want to have auto-tune? I remember the first time I used auto-tune on my friend's voice. That was an insane feeling. Like, (laughs) wait, like that thing that we hear on the radio, that sound, like we just did that on you. Yeah. And that was like so we were just going crazy. The music didn't sound good, but it's the fact that we got to make our ideas real. Yeah. And create and and have a good time and that's the most that stage of life in, you know, the following year 2018, I made so much music. And again, like these aren't the best songs, but that's the most raw creativity that I've probably ever experienced. Like, it was so fun. It was so fun. And I'm so glad that that year I got to have that much fun doing it because that was when I was like, I want to do this. If there's a way to do this for, like, life and to make a living off of it, I want to do it. Because that was probably the most fun I've ever had doing anything. Like, I enjoyed it more than making videos. So, um, yeah, I mean, from there, like, kept on making music having fun and then it gets more serious then it's like oh my friend who's pretty talented he wants to try and you know now I've gotten experience more experience like my friend who knows what he's doing when it comes to music wants to record with me Um, and things start and then I'm like all right I need to learn how to make things sound better I need to like all of what goes into mixing and, and mastering and that was just the tip of the iceberg, Daniel. If I could talk to myself in 2018, like, man, there's such a long way to go. You don't even know. But, um, yeah, just it was a whole new world, and it was an unreal feeling of wonder. Wow. Um, now a huge shift. That's great. Awesome. But in 2018, something very serious happened that changed my life. Um, I actually don't, do you know like my story? I've,
0: I don't think I've ever heard your story, okay. no.
1: So, um, yeah, so in 2018, all of this stuff is still going on with having fun with my friends and recording, but uh, in August of 2018, for, you know, that and actually a couple months prior, when I laid on my left side, I felt this weird feeling in my chest. It felt like a clicking. It felt like a really weird clicking. Mm. I noticed it for a long time and I didn't know what to make of it. I didn't tell anybody because why would I? It's just like it only really happened like at night, so I was just like, yes, yeah, whatever, you know? Right. That's kind of just how I, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so um, then it, it gets progressively like worse. Like mm. now... It's an uncomfortable feeling, not just, like, a feeling. Yeah. And then I start coughing. Like, for there was, like, a three-day period when I was—I thought I was sick. Mm. I was coughing, having a hard time breathing, um, and I thought it was a cold. Then I go to school one day, and um, we're playing basketball at lunch, and I ha- I have, like, a really bad cough really, and then after that cough, like, I'm feeling heavy chested. If, like, as best, if you can imagine somebody just putting pressure on your chest, just, like, pushing on it, that's what it felt like. It was hard to breathe. Okay. Then my friend Jared made me laugh really hard the next class, period, and I laughed so hard, it turned into, like, uncontrollable wheezing. At that point, somebody's not putting pressure on my chest. It feels like somebody's standing on my chest. That's how much pressure wow. I could equivalent it to. Ooh. At that point, here's like a breath now. Like I can take a like a, a big breath. But then genuinely in, in, in that moment, I could probably only do this. Ooh. Like yeah, half yeah. a breath. Yeah. Like a quarter of a breath. And, and it's, yeah, I didn't know what was going on. Again, I think I'm sick, so I probably would have, you know, my mom's friend was going to pick me up, and I would have just gone home and gone to sleep. Um, and if I did that, I would have died. Wow. But instead, for some reason, again, this is God's hand yeah. over me in orchestrating. Uh, my mom picked me up from school and took me to the quick care. And I was kind of advising against it. I was like, no, I'll be fine. But yeah. uh, when... I got an x-ray. They couldn't find anything. They actually um, s- used a stethoscope on me, did an EKG, couldn't find anything,
0: hmm.
1: which that means the nurse was doing a really bad job with the stethoscope. That's all that means. But, <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I got an x-ray, and I had... I'll, t- I'll say the medical term first. Yeah. It was called a spontaneous tension pneumothorax in my left lung. Hmm. And what that means is spontaneously my left lung had collapsed by 90% so i had 10% of my lung left and the tension pneumothorax part the pneumothorax is like the collapsed lung tension pneumothorax is what would have killed me is it was putting pressure on my heart mm. that in about an hour or 30 minutes uh it would have cut off circulation and killed me wow so I thought I had cancer or something because I th- I was just scared of that. When I got my x-ray, the nurse ran out of the room, left me in there, and I was just like, this is not good. Yeah. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I'm like 16 years old, 15 probably. And, um, yeah, then I go back to the room, and then I come – you know, my mom comes in, and she's crying. Mm. And – There's no words. I just see my mom crying. I don't know what happened. I'm expecting cancer. I'm honestly just expecting that I have cancer for some reason. Okay. She tells me my lung had collapsed. First thing she said was, You're gonna be okay. Okay. Which she didn't know. But Mm -hmm. that you know, she was just comforting me. And um, so they got me to the hospital. I needed immediate chest tube. Another cool way God orchestrated this. It was as if he took me as close to the bottom as he could without actually making me hit the bottom. Mm. There was a chance that the heart surgeon would be able to give me, like, a smaller chest tube. I had to be awake for this. So a chest tube, think about a, a tube that's about a quarter, like a, a, a quarter, like the coin. Like, it's yeah. that, um, that diameter, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was going to have to get one of those put into my chest while I was awake. I was really scared, but there was a chance there was a heart surgeon that could do a a catheter into my chest, like a really small tube, like smaller than a dime, probably like smaller than a straw. Okay. And I was like, we were praying that that, he would be available, and he was, by this like, it just came through like the slightest chance. It was not looking optimistic, and then he was. And when he gave me the chest tube, I felt that same clicking feeling that I felt for so long. Mm. When they inflated my lung again, they, you know, got rid of the air that was in between. Yeah, I was like, that's what that was this whole time. Yeah. So that was the start of the journey. I always tell that part because that's the most dramatic, you know, in the ambulance, I'm thinking, I just want to go home. I knew, you know, they told me we have to get you there right now. You probably it's not you don't have time to just yeah like I kind of knew this was a life or death situation right it was I didn't know how to process that like as a 15 year old kid like yeah it felt way too soon Mm-hmm. it felt way too soon and I the only thought I had was like I didn't get to do what I wanted to yet
0: mm.
1: and um I didn't get to like leave the legacy I wanted to leave those were thoughts that were in my mind as I was in the ambulance, like, already. And obviously the thought of, like, am I going to die right now? Am yeah. I going to heaven or hell? And um, that was a start of a long process. That was in August. I didn't really f- heal fully because my lung collapsed two more times after that. Wow. So I spent, like, three months in the hospital experiencing, like, the worst pain I've ever experienced um I don't want to get into all the details of like what they like had to do but it was really bad um and then uh, mentally as well that took a lot of healing I had to learn how to walk again I like they I had sea legs or whatever um I couldn't walk like people had to help me walk um I couldn't go up the stairs like it was, I was in the worst state I've ever been in. I was, like, disconfigured from being in a bed for so long. And I was, like, always had to have my right arm covering myself. Like, yeah. Um, it was bad. And just mentally, I didn't have to have my arm like that. But I couldn't, like, mentally move my arm away and expose my chest. I just, mm. there was no way I could do that. Okay. So it took a long time of healing. A long, you know, it was extremely humbling. Before that. I talked a lot about pride and, and those kind of things of just, like, treating people a lot less than they deserve. Mm. And it's funny because those same people that I treated less than they deserve are the ones that actually showed up in the hospital for me. And I can't tell you that feeling. I That was humbling. Yeah. Really humbling. Also, had my faith at that point, um... I feel like I'm getting really, like, deep into my testimony. I guess, like, it's, been, it's a that. really personal thing, but, like, I, it's cool to share it. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, there's some stuff I, I just, like, keeping private. But, you know, um, yeah, like, around that time, I'm seeing, you know, getting notes from people versus from people, and I'm kind of like, I don't want that right now. Like, that's a, that's where my heart was at, like, man, I don't, God let this happen to me. Like, that's kind of how I was feeling. Like, why, like, sure. Like, people would send me an encouraging verse, and I'd just be like, sure, yeah, Mm -hmm. okay. In my heart, I wouldn't express that. But, you know, that's my true feeling towards that. I kind of explored other ideas of, like, genuinely, like, my mind went to aliens. Like, as whack as that sounds, I didn't really leave a stone unturned as to like an explanation for (laughs) reality. Mm -hmm. And it's so prideful to think like, oh, just because something bad happens to me, something, you know, a whole other worldview must be true. Mm. Like that's so prideful. But, you know, that's where I was. And um, I kind of just didn't know. Uh, and then, you know, I came back and I was like, no, like that stuff. No, I've reasoned through it. But um, it did end up being like, all right, God, it's you. It's you. It's you, God. Um, so what's going on <laughs> with life? What is this? Um, and he took me through, you know, spiritual, you know, that was a start of like, I had to mature really fast because of almost dying. There was a way I just saw life that was a lot different than yeah. my friends. Um, and around, you know January, this is where I'll be just like more broad. In um, January is when I really like gave my whole life to Christ completely. Um, we were praying for healing and stuff like that. And I remember watching a video, like, how do I get saved? (laughs) Like, that was literally my, I I had been to camps. I had prayed the prayer so many times. Um, but this time I was like, God, I, I'm ready to make the, the word that kept on coming to my mind was faith commitment. Hmm. I don't know why. Just like I, you know, I have voice memos of me just talking about this idea of a faith commitment. And um, I was like, God, I'm ready to make I'm ready to make this faith commitment uh, and to really go all in and uh I did. I did <laughs> yeah. he brought me to him. It was a radical change in my life. Nothing was the same about me. I stopped listening at this point, also like artistically, I got really into music. Like I I right now I have eleven thousand songs wow. and saved. And at that point I probably was around like a thousand or a thousand five hundred. Okay. And you know, these are like things that I picked out, things that caught my ear, things, you know, like just my specific taste in music. Mm-hmm. And I'm formulating like what kind of style I'm into and, and stuff like that. So I was really into music. Um, a lot of you know, obviously secular stuff because for you know, that's just that's just how it is. Um, and I got rid of all my music. I stopped playing any video games, I stopped watching any TV, I stopped watching any movies. I didn't go to plays. like I was radical like pretty legalistic honestly is really what it was. like mm. my whole life changed. Um, I didn't even really hang out with friends because, I thought like, oh my gosh, like we're, you know, joking around is sinful like, like stupid stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. it was really legalistic. And um and yeah, he 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 worked on that. <laughs> he yeah. wor- he he took care of that, but for for a time that was very damaging to friendships and honestly to my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, because I'm just so scared of hell that was that was the thing if there was ever a time when i was like on fire for christ it would be that time and Mm -hmm. i'm still on fire for him but that was a very special and unique time so yeah that was pretty much my uh my where my heart was at in 2019 um and then in 2020 things changed again uh it got harder to pray it got harder to read the bible um got harder to think of God as this real person that I'm always talking to. And yeah, honestly, that was the contention that I was dealing with is, is this real? And um, I had dove really deep into apologetics and philosophy of religion, Hmm. like really deep. I'm watching debates, lectures, like just for my free time, like that was what I got obsessed with. Um, that was another thing I got obsessed with was, like, watching, like, four-hour lectures or, like, five oh. hours of lectures in, like, every day. That's
0: crazy.
1: It's cr- – it, you're right. It's crazy. <laughs> it's but it's cr- cool,
0: though. It's really good.
1: I, I learned a lot. There's a lot of random things that I know about now, um, a lot of thoughts that most people would never really consider. Like, um, I'll, for people that are into that, I'll, I'll give some subject matters that really pique my interest. The uh, subject-object, no, the mind-body problem, uh, subject-object problem, um, belief versus knowledge, epistemology, and...
0: There's a whole bunch of them. I know that.
1: You're, yeah. you, you know about some of this stuff?
0: My dad is a pastor.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I know. Um, and then I spent a lot of time thinking about naturalism Uh. And just the idea of having a mind and and the brain and and naturalism and uh, redundancy of naturalism. So, yeah, um, it's been a while since I've really, really, truly engaged with those kind of um, subjects, but I was I was in there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was a good time. I learned a lot, but. Then all of a sudden, you know, I had a reason for everything I believed and I had an answer to every single question that I knew of. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, I start to see things differently. I'm like, well, I can understand why an atheist isn't satisfied by that answer. And keep in mind, the answer's there. Like, I knew the answer. I knew the Christian answer. Um, I knew how philosophers had dealt with that issue. But it just wasn't satisfying me anymore. Yeah. I don't remember why I was just like a, I see it now as truly a heart position and an understanding that you only have as somebody who knows God and knows the heart of God. If you have a personal relationship with God, then you understand him and his actions and things in the Bible completely different than the way they come across to non-believers. And I think I started to see things from the perspective of those non-believers, and I lacked a lot of understanding as to why certain things are the way they are in the Bible. Yeah. And I'm still challenged by things in the Bible. That's the honest truth. There's still a lot of hard things to grasp with, but that doesn't hinder me anymore. So that I allowed it to hinder me. And not knowing what I believed about X, Y, and Z, even if it wasn't the gospel— it wasn't, my question wasn't, is the gospel true? It was other things about, you know, just different sub-issues in Christianity. And because those sub-issues weren't certainty to me, like that stuff crumbled instead of just having the gospel as my foundation. So, um, yeah, that broke me down. And honestly, in 2020, I called myself an agnostic. Uh, I really was, again, at that point, where I was just like, what's true? Mm. I looked into Islam. I looked into Buddhism. uh, I looked into New Age spirituality. I looked into naturalism. I pretty much (laughs) was like, just like, all right, I really don't know about the Bible, so what else? What else? Yeah. And uh, it was a dark time. It was a really dark time um, for me. It was a very dark time for me. I was very lost. Yeah, it was 2022. So 2020 as well. So like I was a, that was a hard time for everybody. But yeah. that stuff didn't help. Then I reached a point of the lowest of lows. Uh, and the only light, as I said earlier, I've ever known is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I knew that he there's I knew there's light in him and I needed that. I was like, how can that even be? How can it even be that? Just the thought of Jesus Christ brings relief to my my darkness, hmm. this this feeling, you know? Like, how is that even possible under any of these worldviews? The thought of Buddha doesn't bring that. The thought of Muhammad doesn't leave, uh, bring that. It didn't, you know? Jesus yeah. Christ did. Only him. Only him. And, and trust me, I I had tried out other things. So how can that be um, if it's not true? Yeah. So I saw answers again, saw answers for how can there be such a deep and terrible suffering on earth that people go through? How can there be these excruciatingly despicable things that happen at the same time as God existing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I found my answer. The answer is the gospel, truly. Yeah. The mm-hmm. only way that those two things can coexist, because I knew that God exists at this point. There's no denying for me that there is a God, there is a eternally existing being. I was just like, how? How can there be a God, which I definitely had to believe in if I was being intellectually honest, mm-hmm. and something that is there's no denying, which is suffering? And the only way to reconcile those two thing, those two things, is the gospel, where God Himself isn't just this being who's immune to pain, mm-hmm. but He's actually the only God that actually took on that and suffers with us, yeah, and suffered Himself. The only God that knows what suffering is and experienced it. That to me was everything. That was like, all right, it's Him. It's Jesus. That's who it is. That's the truth. Yeah. And that was when I was like, all right, if I don't have anything else, I don't know what I believe about X, Y, and Z, I don't have, you know, anything else figured out other than the gospel's true. That was and I and I mean that as literally as I can mean it. So, from then on, there's a long way to go. There <laughs> was a long way to go, and it's what 2023 now?
0: Yep. It is. It's
1: 2023, so uh <laughs> You know, it's been a long journey since then. But he's gotten me to a place where not only do I have the gospel, but I also have him. And that was a hard place to get to. So, oh, that's I know. I know that was about an hour of talking. But and honestly, there's so much more that I could have said and things that I intentionally didn't say because I want to, you know, keep it for when I am able to tell this to people individually yeah but that's my that's my story um and i've never for heard listening. such
0: story which is amazing i i always say this whenever i record a new podcast i say oh that one was my favorite <laughs> then the other day i record another one i'm like never mind this is my favorite then mm. the other one comes in like no never mind this is my favorite because like every story like i told you is so different and yours oh my goodness i loved it <sighs> i love that story Man. and it's so like the way you you told you told every single detail and everything, I was like, wow. There that that is true, you know, redemption and mm-hmm. healing. And it I is, and yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank it's, you for it, sharing I, that. I
1: just wanted to speak to what he can do.
0: Yeah, as as you should. As you should. I absolutely Love that. Thank you. And yeah. I know for a lot of people that can be overwhelming to share that. So thank you so much. Yeah. No, thank you. You have no idea. It's definitely
1: like, I'm like, oh, man, who's going to hear that? Because I would m- so much Someone rather just say, yeah, exactly. And, and that's that's going to be good to step outside that comfort zone of yeah. like having control over who knows my life story. But I, I'm you know, he gave me that story for a reason. Mm-hmm. He had me go through that for a reason. Yeah. And it's going to be cool to like. I'll never know who this touches but I just hope for the person that can relate you know that through it all you just know that God loves you because that was the only thing that's the only thing that matters that's the only thing that everything is built on is the fact that Jesus Christ God the Holy Spirit loves you has more love for you than you can comprehend and if you're walk if you're trying to do anything apart from that you will not succeed nope and there's no better place to be than to know that you're loved i don't know what's going to happen for the rest of my life but i'm honestly not stressed because i know him and i can die today knowing that i've fulfilled my purpose of knowing him yeah um and i believe he does have a plan for me to go even further when it comes to music and, and whatever. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you're just in college. Dude, <laughs> do you have any idea how, what what life awaits, like, right now? Yeah. You're, you're just starting. You're just starting. Mm. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, again, thank you for sharing that. Thanks
1: for listening. I'm sorry. I just hey, talked your ear off for no, a whole hour. No,
0: uh-uh, uh uh-uh. And I, I enjoy listening. I, I enjoy listening to people more than mm. I enjoy talking to, okay. <laughs> talking to people and telling them about me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Tell me about you, mm. and I love listening to them. Like even the most random things or stories that they have to tell, I just I just love that. I love mm. it, yeah. But um, I feel like we've pretty much gotten to know Daniel Schreiner <laughs> you, by now, uh, you definitely, definitely, yeah. Yeah. And and I definitely want to jump right into something that I think is really cool that Daniel has been working on recently. And um, like he said, he's been really interested in music. He's made it a huge part of his life, um, and he's enjoyed it as far as. <laughs> We've heard already, yeah. Um, so we want to talk about a project that he's been working on recently. That's busy, yes. And it it seems like it's been doing really good, and you're enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's called, if I'm not mistaken, is it Heart of Gold Recordings, right? Yeah, all right. Tell us a little bit about that. About that, well,
1: Heart of Gold Recordings has been in my mind for a long time, um, probably since. 2019 or 2020 okay like the the intersection of those two years yeah and i've i made an album in 2020 wow called kill devil hills and it was released under heart of gold recordings and that was the first hint of anything related to that um it's not a label but what i what heart of gold recordings is is my mixing and mastering services Hmm. it's basically what i do so yeah i got to start heart of gold recordings this at the start of this semester this semester is the time when i actually you know was able to do this like okay if i do this it'll actually be good at this point um it'll be something worth doing it'll be something i can handle I was just at a point where it was realistic for me to do this to a professional capacity. And I noticed that I was having issues without it because I do mixing on my own, you know, freelance as just me. But when that happens, it's easy for things to not get taken so professionally to, you know, for things like you got to realize what I'm doing is worth a lot. And um, for it to just kind of be, you know, just unprofessional and whatever, like, I'm not gonna get into all the ways, but for things to be taken unprofessionally, I was like, yeah, this isn't right for what I'm doing. Like, with what I'm doing, things should be conducted a lot differently. So I was able to start Heart of Gold Recordings to be uh, a means for that, and it's served as such. And the mission of Heart of Gold Recordings is to serve as. This is something uh, something I have realized or thought about this semester is, a, yet again, a very existential question of what is all of this for, like mm-hmm. my life existing. Like if I don't ask myself that question, what is all of this for, I'm going to end up doing things for terrible reasons. Right. So I know my life and everything that I do is ex- in existence for God. And that's such a vague thing to say for God. What does that even mean? It's for the purpose of him. It's for doing things to his glory. And what doing things to his glory means is doing things in honor of him, doing things the way they're intended to be. You got to realize existence in, in this world is created in an intentional way. They're supposed, there's supposed There's ways that things are supposed to be. There's a certain way to talk to somebody that you should talk to them, and that's with respect and dignity, um, and that's the same principle that can carry over into what I do. Um, there's a certain way that God wants it to be done, and I want to do it that way. That's the way I want to do it. So it is for Him, and be, that being the case, <laughs> I I need to. There's a, a different level. There's a different criteria. That I have for what I do. Uh, I have to say no to some things, Mm. which is a really fine line to walk. But there's certain messages I'm not going to help people perpetuate.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: You know, like uh, I want to ultimately network with people who are reflecting the glory of God in their music as artists. Yeah. And thank God, because I have been able to do that. There's been some really amazing artists that are doing that, that I'm able to work with. Um, so, yeah, an- another aspect of Heart of Gold Recordings, and when it comes to that, that mission, uh, I'm doing things for free right now. Everything I do is completely for free. Mm-hmm. For reference, there's a platform that I'm getting on right now. It's called Engine Ears. Like, the ears you got on your head. Engineers. And um, it's by Derek Ali, who's Kendrick Lamar's mixing engineer and mastering engineer. Really? I actually got to get on a call with him yesterday, so which that, was... That was him? Yes. Dude. Unreal. It was it was crazy. That so cool. I, like, I couldn't believe I actually was, like, hearing his words live. It was yeah. not real. That was, like, <laughs> an insane moment. Yeah the minimum you can get paid for a mix on their service is a hundred dollars. You're not allowed to price yourself lower than that so that people gravitate towards you. So I'm doing everything for free. So it's not that I don't value what I do. Uh, It's just that with where I'm at, I want to serve people and being able to do stuff for free has actually kind of, you know, it's that principle, obviously who doesn't want a free mix? Mm -hmm. So that's allowed me to work with people that I've wanted to and learn a lot and grow a lot and get more experience so that's kind of you know i'm i am getting something from it but i also just really want to offer that to other people especially these these uh brothers and sisters who are doing things for christ like hey i see what you're doing and i want to help you out with that in any way i can because it's expensive and uh yeah so That's uh, basically where Heart of Gold Recordings is at right now. It's been... (laughs) It's crazy the amount of support that I've... For me, like, this is very successful. Very, very successful in my eyes. Like, the support is unreal. Um, The community is unreal. Like, the following... Like, it's, it's going well. I'm so grateful for everybody who... Supports it in any way, whether it's a repost, whether by, it's by encouraging me. We've had people donate recently. That was insane. I asked for a. I Since I'm doing for things for free, there's certain investments that I wouldn't be able to make from payments. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make an investment into what I do. I want to get a plug-in, an audio processor that would make stuff sound better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's expensive. It's $120. And okay. people funded it. Wow. Which was... Who who does that? Who's gonna Who's gonna support this guy who's asking for a plug-in? Mm-hmm. Why would people do that? It doesn't make sense to me. But God has really just blessed it, and that's I don't need to word it any more crazy than that. He's blessed it. And I'm so grateful, and I want to stay faithful to um, him, and I want to honor him and what I'm doing. So that's uh that's pretty much heart of gold recordings. Um, it's gonna go a lot further than yeah. where it's at now.
0: That that's amazing, I'm I'm excited for what's to come though. Thank you. I know it's.
1: We were gonna again. have a little thing. We were gonna have that demo.
0: But uh, my voice was uh, a <laughs> a little crappy. Uh, but now is that I, why? No, seriously, I had allergies that oh, week and it sounded terrible. Man. And I was like, I'm not gonna sing like this. Okay. Also, I don't have very good piano playing skills, so I had to play the piano and I was like. That's going to sound really bad. Okay. <laughs> but it, anyways, I might in the future. Yeah, now I'm sure. That I, there, I definitely am definitely sure. have to work on that if I'm a... Yeah, I'm sure we'll who, work. We'll work. For those who don't know, I switched my major to songwriting. So...
1: Talk about that. Why'd you do that? Oh, gosh. Yeah, we're going.
0: Uh, okay. So I, I come from a very musical family. I'm As I've said before, I'm from Puerto Rico. And in Puerto Rico, music is just a big thing in our culture is mm. one of the biggest things um it really defines our our character our personalities and everything that we do It's just yeah i and i love it i love it and i was always surrounded with music especially worship and latino music obviously because my parents they worked in the church my dad's a pastor they him and my mom worked um in the worship team since they were kids Um, Both my grandparents are musicians. My great-grandma plays as well and sings. My uncles play and sing. I'm Mm. like, wow. And my brother and I, we also have that... We have the skills to, like, learn, whether it's an instrument or anything like that. But I never really prioritized it. Like, I didn't have that strong passion for it when I was a kid. Um, But it was mostly because I was just afraid. I thought I I would never be good at it. Mm. So I was like, might as well not even... Make it a big deal, cause I'm not never gonna be good at it. Hmm. Then I came to college, but I still knew how to play a little bit of like piano and guitar, like I knew the basics. Then I moved. and Then when I moved to to the U.S., I came to college, to Liberty University. Um, during my freshman year, for some reason, I just started to explore what music was. Hmm. It's just I was like, you know, why not? And I absolutely fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. not just exploring the music I was raised with, but also just other genres. Like I explore a little bit more of pop, which was what I liked the most. I explored jazz, classical hey. music, R&B. I didn't even hey. know what R&B was. And I'm like, this stuff is so cool. I love it. Yeah. Um, even like K-pop, which wasn't a mm. thing at all, but I love it now. Mm. I, yeah, and I could name Hip-hop. In country music <laughs> we're getting there <laughs> but um there's so many others that i just other genres that i just fell in love with and through that i kind of did the same thing you did which was like explore more hmm. so i started watching like um famous artists talk about their creative process how That's they awesome. write how they produce yeah. and all that and i completely fell in love with that yeah when how they wrote and all that i even started writing well i started reading a um, poetry books. So mm-hmm. I got into po- writing and I was always also in like a pretty dark time during my freshman year. Cause freshman year was tough guys. Okay. Mm. And I, all of my, I was writing a lot of stuff that was kind of dark and sad, but it was very kind of dramatic, but pretty like deep. Like mm-hmm. everyone would read it yeah, and be yeah. like, wow, this is, this is deep Daniela." Like, I didn't know you could write this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I didn't know either. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, then during the summer, I decided to like, wait, no, before the summer, I was thinking about changing my major from digital media to music, but I was just afraid of what other people would think. Like, yeah, I'm going to switch to something that's not that stable at the end. Um, and I have people who told me like, oh, music, what are you going to do with that? You're going to be broke <laughs> once you yeah. graduate. Like, there's no way you can be successful with that. There's no guarantee. Mm-hmm. And that's why I ended up not changing Hmm. But I added um a minor in music just to see what it was like. And during the summer I I kept writing and I kept listening to music that I'd never heard ever in my life and absolutely loved it. I came into the fall of sophomore year, I started taking music classes, like music theory, and musicianship, which are the classes that everyone hates. Yeah. I absolutely loved them for some oh, reason. Oh, really? What? I, I loved that theory class. I wow. just, I don't know why, but I absolutely loved it. Different. I got, I got, <laughs> I got A's in those class too. Congratulations. I was like, the hard work paid off and I absolutely well, loved it, loved it, loved it. And I applied it to everything that I was doing. Wow. Which was really cool.
1: So you're, that was definitely a right, you know, that was where you <laughs> No, be. no,
0: that's why I started realizing like, you know, this is actually going very well. Is this actually the path I should take? And then my second semester, this semester just um, is literally ending right now. Um, I started taking a songwriting class. Mm. And it's been my favorite class okay. of the semester. It's awesome. just my favorite. The professor, um, shout out to Dr. Han, um, yeah. he's, he's amazing. He's, I, I love that guy. I love him. And every, even the basics that we learned about songwriting and how we should pay attention to what the listeners want to hear. And how to grab their attention with your lyrics and the melody and the harmony and the, um, instruments that you use and everything, everything like that. I was like, at first it was kind of intimidating because I'm like, I'm a beginner. I don't know what I'm doing. But at the same time, it was like, OK, but I'm actually willing to put in the work and learn Yeah. because this looks just so cool. I see myself doing it. And again, I started thinking, do I want to switch? Mm-hmm. So I talked it over with my parents. I said, this has been on my heart. I've told you a billion times that this has been on my heart, but I haven't made the move, but I'm finally thinking that I should make the move of changing because I really see myself doing this. I really want to, I know I don't have that much experience, but I will work my butt off mm-hmm. to get that experience and learn and enjoy the, the process. I know there's people that are better than me, I know, because I'm just starting, but I love this so much that I'm willing to just ignore that and give it a shot, mm-hmm. but I need your support, because yeah. <laughs> I respect you guys, you guys are working really hard for me to be here at Liberty, mm-hmm. so I really want your guys, like, support and approval, and I did, and, like, they're, they were like, if that's what God wants you to do, then do it, mm-hmm. we, we want you to be doing something that you enjoy, and that God has called you to do, and make sure you do it right,
1: mm-hmm. they were
0: like, not that you won't do it right, we know you'll do it right, but it's just a reminder, Make sure you're good at it. Yeah. You become good at it. Put your Work best foot for forward. Put your best foot forward. Yeah. yeah. And and it has been a little intimidating. But now that I've made the change, it's like, okay, it's happening. hmm What now?
1: <laughs> yeah. I was
0: just like, what now? Especially because I don't know many people who are, you know, in that field yet. But I'm like, God, I I asked you, I literally prayed to God. I said, if you don't want me to do this, God, take the desire away from me. Just take it away. Just take it. If you want me to do it, keep the desire in in me, and I'll offer it to you completely. Mm. So you do you, God. And he never took away that desire. Mm. So that's why I was like, okay, God, I think that's you saying, yeah, go for it. I got you. And I made the decision. I don't regret it. I'm still scared. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. For what's to come.
1: It can. um
0: But I'm very, very excited too.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for you. I think being able to handle intimidation well is an art form mm-hmm. that we have to specialize in. Yeah. Um, confidence is yeah. some a key resource. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, utilize that. Um, and yeah, yeah, you got it. Like, if. <laughs> god has this plan for you no no man is divine enough to mess it up
0: yeah yeah and i definitely i know many people make music about you know struggles that people go through but i definitely want to make music that yes talks about that but then at the end it just it's it leads them to a hope that is eternal yeah and many of them don't even know about that hope so right. I feel like that's an opportunity to say, OK, let me introduce you to that hope that will definitely redeem you and heal you and free you. Absolutely. And that's Jesus Christ, obviously. Yep. So that's that's my goal. That's okay. what I want to do. And I looking definitely, forward to yeah. seeing you succeed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for thank you for letting me share that. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's your podcast. <laughs> but it's not I happening. am not in charge here.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But thank you. though, Thank you. And thank you for sharing. Your story, and what you're doing with this special project, we can't wait to see what God has in store. Definitely, and make sure you guys support Daniel in this process. Yeah,
1: if you guys want to yeah. follow me.
0: Yes, I was just gonna say that. Yes, tell them. How can they? How can right. they support the community? How can they support what this project? What you need.
1: Here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. If you don't have an Instagram, <laughs> get one. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> now that you have Instagram. Go to the search button at the bottom. It looks like a magnifying glass. <laughs> That's gonna be your explore page. Now at the top you'll see another magnifying glass. It says search next to it. <laughs> Click that button, type in H G dot, aka period. So H G period recordings. I don't know why <laughs> I did that like explanation as if nobody Hey. all right um anyways yeah hd.recording recordings on instagram if you want to follow uh and you know if there's people that you know that want music mixed send them my way and if you're one of the the, those people i'm here you
0: know who to reach out to
1: exactly um when i tell you i do everything for free i mean it um i'm getting a lot of you know there's a lot to balance with with what comes with that um, But I, I promise, you know, it's going to get done. And, uh, yeah, or, you know, there's also I it's hard for me to accept financial donations um, because I'm like, are you sure? Are you, like, that's kind of like, wow. Um, yeah. But honestly, financial support is never going to not be appreciated. I just don't want people to donate for any other reason than they feel like they are supposed to. Mm hmm. So, if you feel led to donate to Heart of Gold Recordings, I will greatly appreciate that. Um, I can guarantee that when I I get paid for this, it's going right back into what I do. There's always going to be different equipment to get, um, ways I can upgrade, things I can do to make my stuff sound better. There's always going to be things I need to pay for when it comes to what I do. Mm -hmm. So... You can just, uh, you know, there's plenty of ways, just even reposting what I post. You know, I do reels and and other kind, like just getting it out there to reach as many people. Um, It really is about Christ. And I hope that the love that I show to the the artists that I work with who don't know him will um, point them to him and will show him, show them, you know, because it's not my love. It's the love that he's given me. Mm -hmm. is really you know anything good that comes from me is not me it's it's him it really is him and me so when they see the goodness of god i just yeah that's i just want to display the goodness of god uh and how i treat them and my values and 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 it's not going to appeal to everybody
0: no it's not yeah
1: but yeah. yeah so thank you guys uh for however you end up choosing to support or if you respectfully move on and don't support me at all. I, I hope I you come you around someday. Yeah. I'm here.
0: It's going to be worth it, guys. It's worth it. Trust me. Trust me. Well, once again, thank you, Daniel. Absolutely. This, thank you for having me on. This is a very special. I feel like this is a very special episode. Oh, and I'm i honored. hope No, I hope it really touches a lot of people's hearts. Me too. And yeah, because yeah, it's definitely a story that I don't think we've had here on the podcast. It's a special story, just mm. like every other. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, guys, that was Daniel Schreiner. Give it up for Daniel Shriner. Make sure to support him on his project. Um, keep in mind your prayers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just want to thank you for tuning in. Make sure make sure to share this episode with family and loved ones and friends, people who you think should definitely hear Daniel's story and hear this conversation make sure to follow us on social media again um, i definitely love connecting with you guys and i love the community that we're getting to build now and i love the guests that i'm bringing in and that you'll hear soon enough and if you've missed out on the past conversations go ahead and tune in because they've been amazing conversations so go ahead and listen to the past episodes from start to finish guys yes go
1: engage with (laughs) this (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, you heard, you heard Daniel. Well, thank you guys again. I'm your host, Danielle Rolone. This is the live studio. See you guys next week.
1: Peace.